This is an SJC Radio production. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, it's producer Tom here. We're really sorry, but we've been really busy this week and uh, we didn't quite get round to sorting out this week's show on time. So enjoy this week's podcast, which you're just about to listen to, and you will have missed the radio episode on Friday. So instead, we're going to put this out on the radio at five o'clock on Wednesday. So tune in then to hear the radio version. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Welcome to episode 10 of series 3 of Pit Stop. Uh, this is the penultimate episode of series 3. Uh, joined today by Joe and Ed. We don't have Max because no Max, Max today. Where is Max? Fort Park. Fort Park. Ah, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He, he's not skiving school. He's on a school trip. Yeah, I think it's a, a year 10 business studies trip. Basically, it's a bit of a jolly. Right, moving on. Uh, news. There is some big news, Ed. And I mean, well, you, you were talking about this to me yesterday. Oh, MotoGP news. MotoGP. Yes. What is it? Uh, Maverick Vinales. Yeah. Say he's going to be leaving for next season. Yes. He's leaving Yamaha, and it looks like he's going to go to uh, Aprilia. Which is a step down. Uh, only slightly. This is the equivalent, I've decided, of Bottas saying he wants to leave Mercedes and join Alfa Romeo. It is the equivalent of, of, of that. Yamaha are the... The factory Yamaha team is the top team in MotoGP. Uh, Aprilia have never won a MotoGP. They've never had a podium. And they haven't even finished in fifth place. I think their best ever result is sixth. So... It, it is complete madness. Now, the interesting thing, when I heard this, I thought, hold on, this reminds me of something. Uh, I And I I had this memory, um, which came back to me, of Vinales, the same person, Maverick Vinales, leaving his, he quits. When he's in Moto3, he quit his Moto3 team before the season end, before the season ended. And um, I went on the internet and uh, I, I found the, the relevant news item. And this is a quote from Maverick Vinales, that's from 2012. So in 2012, he was, I think he was second in the championship. Um, kind of challenging for, for, for the overall lead. And he quit his team. 
he quit the team a, a few aces for the end of the season. And this is what he said. He, this is this is um, Vinales speaking. He says, we won't take part in, in the race as the team hasn't complied with the agreement we had, he said. Since halfway through the season, the team haven't done all they could. I'm always giving my best. I wanted to leave the team after those last three races and have a clean breakup. But they wouldn't agree. So today I'm heading home. So basically, he said to the team, I want to quit the team at the end of the season. They said, no, you've got a contract you need to honour. He said, right, OK, fair enough. I'm walking away now. That was in 2012. But it was almost an exact repeat of what I was hearing over the weekend. Because there are rumours yet um, during the uh, MotoGP uh, weekend that he was going to walk away from Yamaha now. Yeah. And then he wasn't going to c complete uh, the season. And this is a quote um, from Maverick Niales from The Weekend Just Gone. It's very similar to the previous quote. He says, in Session Ring, which is the previous round, I wanted to go home on Friday already because it was a disaster. It was a disaster weekend. I explained everything, but we were not able to improve. I've never been in last position in my life. Not even when I started racing. The result was very painful. It was disrespectful for myself as a rider. It's difficult to forget, honestly. It makes me think a lot. So those two quotes, they're quite similar, aren't they? Yeah. What does that tell us about Mavic Vinales? Oh, he can't commit to a team. If he's not doing well, yes. he can't be bothered. Mm. Mm. Not what you call a team player. Well, actually, you're, you're spot on there because uh, Neil Hodgson uh, on commentary was saying exactly the same thing. You know, you are paid, you know, millions of dollars or whatever. Um, basically, you're, you earn your money when the bike isn't performing. That's when you earn your money. So yeah. you have to get the best out of the bike. So at the session ring... That's what you're paid for as well. Exactly, yeah. So, but you don't, when, you're, when your students fail... I mean, they never do. They never fail. Never. They carry on. Well, let's say they get a, a, no, a lower pass, so not a grade nine. Maybe they only get a grade seven or yes. grade eight. Yes, that's the point. Lowly. Yeah. Um, you don't you, you don't quit your job, do you? No. You're paid to try and help that well, actually, student a, up a slightly, the bike. Perhaps a slightly better analogy. But <laughs> that, I like what you're saying there, Joe. Is if you've got a student who maybe is predicted like a four, and then your job as a teacher is to get up to that five you're or six, you don't say, low. you know, this is too much like hard work. I can't be bothered. I'm, I'm therefore quitting. You, you but this is what Vinales seems yeah. to do. So, as you say, you earn your money as a MotoGP rider when the bike, when things aren't working out. Then you have to work really, really hard, and you might, you know, scrape a top ten finish. When the when the going gets tough, Vinales seems to give up completely. Um, and the bike, they didn't change the settings on the bike from the Sasha ring to Assen. So Sasha ring, he was last. Um, at Assen, he was on pole, and they hadn't changed the settings. At all. He said he was scared. He said, don't touch the bike and we'll see what happens. He's an interesting character, though, isn't he? I mean, I like, I mean, okay, I don't, I don't agree with what he's doing, but I like the fact that we have characters like that in MotoGP. He's not boring, is he? No, I mean, no. he's a bit of a, I don't know, it's a bit like sort of petulant sort of adolescent who sort of throws the toys out the pram. He doesn't get his own way, but I quite like that. Uh, right. Uh, is there any Formula One news? Or no? um, I don't know if there isn't. Got the race. Yeah, okay, well, obviously. okay, well, let, let's move on to race supports. Let's let's do Formula One first because I've been talking too much already about MotoGP. So let's have the result from the weekend, please. Uh, so it was a uh, Verstappen win, uh, P two for Hamilton, and only just a Bottas P three. Sergio Perez chasing him down the last few laps, 
Um, he brought the sec. He at some laps he was catching up to him by two seconds, three seconds. I think at the one more the lap. I at the end, it was half second. Yes, half second. How did? How did? Oh, one more Perez, lap. Perez didn't Perez have a terrible pit stop? Yes, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. So and actually, Bottas jumped him in that. Right. Pace. So he would have actually finished on the podium. Oh yeah. But definitely. for that terrible pit stop. Joe, rating for the race. Um, I quite liked it. Oh, okay. In- interesting celebration. What's the, uh, what's the celebration? Which is actually also now going to be banned. What did he do? So the, uh, Verstappen, as he came round yeah. uh, the corner, the final corner. Yes, I saw that. Ring, uh, stopped completely. Oh, he did. Did a burnout right. and carried on. And that's banned. FIA don't like fun, I don't think. No. No, no, no fun. No. no. That, that seemed a bit too exciting, yeah. F1. So they, they're stopping that. It's okay. going to be banned from immediately. <laughs> so uh, that, that's how he celebrated. I quite yeah. liked it. How many stars um, did you, you give I'm going to give it a four. Because the Red Bull Ring, really? loads of overtakes. I enjoyed it. Okay, I'm surprised with that. Because I just love the Red Bull Ring. Whenever we go to the Red Bull Ring. Oh, I, like I see. It. So actually, it's not a reflection. Right? It's a reflection of how much you like the circuit. <laughs> um, and we've got another week of this. It's a great, great. great circuit. If you ever go there, uh, Joe, I'm not going to give my tip about the, the, the Coke. You, know, you need to all, never buy a red a Coke at the Red Bull Ring because you get Red Bull Cola, which is disgusting. Yeah. But I've said that. I've given that tip you before. Have. If you go there, and, and it's not for like a Formula One race, you go to another race there, they've got the most fabulous, um, it's almost like a sort of hotel lobby, sort of a, a, an entrance hall to the circuit where they got they got cars there. There's a lovely cafe where they bake their own cakes. It's all, it's all Very hugely nice. It's impressive. making me like the Red Bull Ring even hugely more. Hugely impressive. Uh, okay, um, when I spoke to Max and Ed on, on Monday morning, uh, you weren't terribly complimentary about the race, Ed, so what, what's your opinion? I didn't think it was great. I think compared to what we had last year, which was a fantastic race, I was a bit disappointed this mm. year. Um, Comparatively. I didn't feel there was much opener. going on. Eight retirees, you know, it, yeah, it's pretty mental. Yeah, so I think in terms of my star rating, I can only give it maybe two and a half. Ooh. Yeah, I wasn't too impressed. Because I, you know, I, as you know, I just watched the six-minute highlights on YouTube. You don't really get a feel for a race, but there seemed to be plenty of overtaking. Yeah, I liked it. I yeah, really I mean, there was, was no overtaking, but... Ferrari's just... charging away through the field. Although, I liked it. And I, I, I keep on banging the same drum every single week. I, I got the impression that it might have been more interesting without DRS, because you can overtake. You've got yeah. very long straights there, especially from turn two to turn... Sorry, turn one to turn three because that bit in the middle isn't really a corner is it um yeah. i think you don't need drs because they'll be able to overtake anyway what i'm saying is with drs they they, they just breeze by quite comfortably yeah, without drs you'd have and i've sorry i've said this before some but, time ago but you'd say lap long battles Le- yes right now yes the cars are too affected too much affected by dirty air to have lap long battles so hopefully with the new um New cars, the F1 2022 cars, yeah. which will be less affected by uh, by dirty air with their downforce. Yeah. Hopefully, there'll be more. But the trouble is, we'll still have DRS, though, won't we? Well, maybe not. Let's yeah. say that DRS. might not work. Now, actually, something we should have mentioned, which I heard the other day, perhaps you mentioned in the news section, uh, about pit stops. There's a new ruling about pit stops coming up. Are you, are Slowing you them up. Well, no, yeah. is it, I think it's going to be a, a mandatory... Wait. Uh, Length of pit stop. You cannot complete your pit stop within a, within a certain time. Which is, I personally think stupid. The amount of training. So, so we're saying it, it's just a slow red bull down, really, because they're in their own world in yeah. pit stops. No one's at a one point under two second pit stop. Red Bull most weeks do something around the two second, slightly under the two second mark. 
It's just trying to slow them down, and it is deliberately targeting a team. And I don't like the idea of slowing down something. It's like, I don't know, telling the bowlers in cricket you're bowling too fast, slow down yes. the other, yeah. let the batsman have a chance. It's really stupid. This, this is a, a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. Precisely. There's not, nobody's ever said... No one's, no one's hurt themselves either. Yeah, you wouldn't say the problem with Formula 1 is the pit stops are too quick. Nobody's <laughs> ever said that. <laughs> nobody's ever said that. So that's all silly. Right, let's, um, let's move on. Uh, MotoGP, did you see the MotoGP at all? Quattro one. Yeah, and that was... The, it was entirely... Yeah, that was a good result. Quattro's win was entirely predictable. Aston's always going to favour the Yamaha, which is very good at turning at high speed. Uh, let's go Moto3 was won by Foggia. Uh, um, Moto2 was an excellent race. Moto2 was very, very good. Raul Fernandez. Raul Fernandez was on pole. He then dropped. He had a terrible getaway. He fought back through the field and dominated the race. Um, my prediction is this. Okay, so Vinales is leaving the Fetcher Yamaha team at the end of the year. This is my prediction. I predict that Raul Fernandez will join that Fetcher Yamaha team. Now, Fernandez says he wants to stay in Moto2. That ain't going to happen because he's too good. Uh, it's very rare for a Moto3 rider just to win races in his first year of Moto2. Well, he's been winning races from the word go. Raul Fernandez is a superstar. I think he's the favourite for that Fancy Emma right I think he will. The alternative is... A bit is, like a Kimi Raikkonen, where he completely skipped forward too. Well, he wouldn't be skipping, but I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Um, the alternative is, is that Morbidelli gets the Fancy Yamaha ride and Ralph Fernandez goes to the Patronus Yamaha team. Personally, I think if I was the Fancy Yamaha team, I would I'd be wanting uh, Fernandez. Fernandez, despite the fact he says he wants to stay in Moto2, he won't. Um, he won't be Moto2 next year. In my opinion, there's no doubt about that. Right, well, I was, I, I, MotoGP itself, entirely predictable. Quattro won. Second place was... Second place was... Think, think, think. I forgot who... Oh, it was... It was Vinales. Yeah. It was Vinales. So last in the last race, second in this race. And then Mir. Uh, and Mir was... Good result. Good result for Mir. Zarko was fourth. Now moves us on to the predictions table. My policy of doing something radically different in order to claw back uh, some points, failed miserably. <laughs> Formula One was a bit out there. Yeah, but it has to be. And I have to be, my, my prediction is going to be more and more out there uh, because otherwise I'm never going to catch up. Hey-ho. Right, so let's take the weekend results. Max and Ed topped the scoring with 60 points. Good weekend for us. Yeah, Joe, you were second with 45. I was last with 30. I was really annoyed because originally in my predictions of MotoGP, I said Quattro first, then I changed my mind to um, Oliveira. I should have stuck with Quattro. That was really, really stupid of me. And what, I, went, I went Rins for third place, and it was me, his teammate, who was third. Oh, that was frustrating. <laughs> so what does that mean for the overall scoreboard? I'll do it in reverse order. This pains me slightly. <laughs> in last position, it's me on 205. Third place is Max on 230. I think I can catch Max. Yeah. Good battle for the lead, though. We've got Ed on 270 and Joe on 280. Oh, clawing it back. So it is, it is, lead, it is yeah. very, very close. So, uh, unfortunately, um, the MotoGP have now started their summer break. That's bad news to me, because that's why I was hoping to claw back points. some points. Um, so all we've got is, is Formula One, and uh, it's going to be difficult for me. Put it that way. <laughs>
Never mind, never mind. I'll tell you what, folks, I think that wraps up uh, part one. Uh, and we will continue after the break. Welcome back to part two. Um, let's, oh, at the moment we've got, well, we've lost one and gained one. We've lost Joe for the time being, but we've got Max back from his jolly to Thorpe Park. How was that, Max? Very educational. Glad to hear that. So it wasn't just a jolly. It wasn't you just going on all these rides. No. It wasn't. That's all. good to hear. Lots of I'm glad you had a good day. Uh, Max, you, you missed a very, very good history lesson. I'm sure I've heard you were on top four. Five stars, apparently. What our parents paid big bucks for. Uh, absolutely. Kate said it was a five-star lesson. That's and that is out of five, that's by the way. It was on the Nazi, inverted commas, economic miracle. It wasn't wow. really. But uh, I'm sure you've put, seen the PowerPoints I put up on Teams. I would have a look at it. You will have a, uh, That's good to hear. Excellent. Right, moving rapidly on to Tom's Pit Stop Pilgrimage. And uh, in something of a first for uh, the show, I th Ed and I and I, Joe and, and Joe got it right. Max, did you did you look at it or not? Oh, I think I did. Wasn't it? No, that was last week. Okay. So, so I tell you what, three out of four, three, three out of the four of us got it right. Um, and I've got all the information on me here. Do you want to give the answer to last week's clue? Do you want to give the oh, answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give the answer. Um, so got it all here actually. This week, that that that, that was last week's. So last week's answer. Last week's answer. Yes. We're in Assen. Assen. In the Netherlands. Excellent. And do you know why we are here? Well, I know. All right, we'll let Max have a guess. Why do you think we're in Assen? Max Verstappen. No. No. Well, well, I, I was very impressed that, that, that Tom chose Assen as uh, last week's destination because, of course, Max, it was the MotoGP from Assen last weekend. Ah. So Tom obviously looked at the MotoGP calendar, saw it was Assen this weekend, yeah. and hence that's our destination. Now, can we have, uh, Ed, the... Do you have... The, we've got the answers there. We do. Can you explain to our listeners why it was Assen? Can, so can you tell us that... Well, it's, we're at Assen because it's the track that's hosted the most MotoGP races. Unfortunately, didn't host one last year due no. to COVID regulations. Carry on. Um, and then a little... How, how, but I'm saying, how did we get the answer from the clue? Oh, yeah, that's what I'm and about to move on to. Yeah. So, as normal, we had a little anagram. So, sensor is obviously an anagram um, of Assen. It's also a brand of bike. And, um, didn't know that. The, didn't know that. We are off for a dance refers to the well-known Assen Dance Festival. Well, you say well-known, not so well-known, because none of us knew that. Well, I think maybe if you were from Assen, you would know. Yes, um, you might well, yes. And they also have some Dutch Open Forum competitions and Latin American Championship, uh, which is open to dancers from any country. Really? Hosted in Assen. It's also the most densely populated country in the EU, yep. and 26% of the Netherlands is below sea level, uh, with 60% of people live five kilometres below sea level. Which five is... kilometres below sea level? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a very flat country. I didn't realise it was five kilometres. I thought it might be 100 metres below sea level. 
Yeah, yeah and that's where we got dense place and undersea from. <laughs> that we might have to double check that. How can yeah, you I know, I know it's true. Like I know it's true. Well, it's true. It's true. Is it like that? Is it like a mountain? Yeah, but hold on, five, but five kilometers is about three miles. Yeah, you can't be three miles below sea level. You, you, can. you can. But, but no, okay. surely the sea would flutter. Well, well, no, you, you'd have defences, but what, what I'm saying is I know most of it's below sea level, but I can't believe it's about three miles. We might have to double-check that fact. In fact, I'll tell you what. I'm pretty you, confident. You've, all got, you've got your smartphones. Can you just double-check? Because I'm, I'm not convinced that's right. There might be a slight error there. It might be 300 metres below sea level. I, I believe that. Right, carry on, Ed. Um, anyway, the Oxfam Food Index of the 125 countries, it ranks the Dutch as number one for having the most plentiful nutritious, healthy and affordable food and is the second largest exporter of vegetables in the world. That almost that probably explains why they're also the tallest, tallest. And, act, and most active. Yeah, so there we go. So uh, there you go. That, that explains a lot. So they've got a very healthy diet. That explains why, why they're so tall. Um, so yeah, um, now... Yep, it is correct. Oh, The highest point is around 1,000 yeah. above sea level. Yeah, I want to know the, the lowest points. No, 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 we don't know the highest points. I, I appreciate the highest point is going to be above sea level, but I've got a feeling those figures are slightly wrong. So going back to something from last week, you know that unpronounceable circuit in Ecuador? Yes. Yeah, well, I did wow. some research on this, and very sensibly, they, they've changed the name. Uh, right. It's been renamed the Autodromo Internacional Jose Tobar. They've changed the name. It's slightly Because easier the old one was impossible to say. There's very little racing goes on there. There is something called the Larga Duration, which is a six-hour endurance race. Um, I don't think the I'm, I'm, I don't think the Ecuador motor racing scene is is massively healthy. I, I don't know that, but I suspect it probably isn't. Right, let's move on. Therefore, do we have um, this week's clue? We do. So, but uh, Tom told me this was very very difficult. I've had a look at it already, and I haven't got anywhere. Okay. He's not wrong. So he wrong. gave us a relatively easy one. And he's come back and, and give us a very difficult one. Oh, by the way, uh, we got Joe, by the way. Joe, Hello, are, you, are you going to give us the clue? Yeah. You, you carry on doing that, Joe. The cow sits by the river and looks at the tiger in the rain. Nine million in 1.2 billion can take part in trusting, coordinating and communicating. In aid of chess, importing arms for the volunteer army, the hills grow where once was an inland shore. It is a 1,841 hour walk with a quick ferry crossing for good measure, to our next stop on our pilgrimage as we travel a further 5,660 miles across the world to our next motorsport-related location. Thank you for that, Joe. Look, you can tell we're not... This isn't the world's most organised radio show, is it? Because I've got some other information I wanted to say about Assen. Uh, what I've done, I've written down some of the corner names... Because mm-hmm. I just really like the names they've given to some of the corners. So um, we, we know we've got quite a few Dutch listeners. We've got a lot, actually. So apologies for any for my pronunciation. Um, these aren't all the corners, uh, but the ones I've written down are in order. So listen to these names. We've got Harbocht, uh, my favourite corner, uh, Destruben. I know that's the left-hand hairpin. Uh, Ruskenhock, I know that's a very far section of the track. My favourite name, I think, of any corner is this one. Steckenval. What a great name for Connor, Steckenval. Then we've got De Bult, Dwicker Sloot, 
the ram sook, that's the uh, fast left hander before the chicane. The chicane is called the Gert Timmerbox. Great names, aren't they? Do you like the circuit? Uh, the circuit's fantastic. The names of the corners are fantastic. Ed, can you remind me of the uh, name of turn one in Bahrain? Schumacher head. Michael Schumacher. The, 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 it's called Michael Schumacher. I just think, you know, on, on the sort of classic circuits, the names are much better. And the rest are all just numbers in Bahrain. And they're all just numbers. I mean, Steckenbauer, what a great name for corner that is. I just, I just like those names. Right, let's move on. Um, so, uh, Max, yes. I can see the quiz book is open. This suggests that on Max has page, done but... some preparation. Oh, we've, we've got some news. Do you want to hold fire for two seconds? We do have some Max? news. So is this, could... is this hot off the press? Uh, what is it? Not, not that hot. No? I think it's probably came out of the weekend. It's a bit of track news. Track? Oh, we like track news. So I thought you'd get a Which bit circuit is this? Well, well to everyone's delight, one. Sochi. Hold on. Sochi, yes. Russia. Yeah, is we... not going to be on the calendar oh. for 2023. So it's not the change of track. It's like Sochi is... Oh. Well, they're moving the Russian they're Grand Prix the Russian from Grand Prix Sochi. Further they... up north. Really? Further yeah. up north, as oh. Joe said, to St. Petersburg. Street Agora Drive. Is that a street circuit? It is not. It's not. It's located in, in a rather well-to-do ski resort uh, within um, within sort of the vicinity of St. Petersburg, uh, which, which is great, and the track looks a lot better. But the only bad thing is, is, it, this is, it means built? is it built? Yet? It's already been built. Is it? It's a very new track. I think yeah. they only finished yeah. construction. Finished in 2020. Late 2019. Yeah. Never had racing last Never year. even heard of it. So they're moving away from Sochi. Now, St. Petersburg, Max. Now, you know something about St. Petersburg, don't you, Max? St. Petersburg? Yes. Can you tell me something about St. Petersburg? <laughs> Lenin is from around there. Well, I don't know if he's from St. Petersburg. Where he's been there. What happened in St. Petersburg, Max? Uh, well, um, I might have to edit some of this out because it's not a very good advert for, 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 for my the history. White, not the White Palace. The Winter Palace. Yeah, the Winter Palace. What about the, the Winter, Winter Palace? The Winter Palace got stormed and that's in St. Petersburg. And what year was that? That is, was in 1917 yes. by uh, the Bolsheviks, Bolsheviks and Vladimir yeah. Lenin. Well done. I think you've slightly redeemed yourself there. Let's move on <laughs> very quickly. Um Quit whilst you're ahead, basically. Right, what's up next? Oh, we had some news. It's some Max. News. It's Max. Some more news. Got some more news. It's Daniel Ricardo's birthday today, so happy birthday, Daniel. And I'm sure he's... Let's see if he can get out of I'm Q3. Sure oh, can, he, can he get out of Q1 next week, do you I'm reckon? Sure. Let's hope he can. I'm sure he's listening in, Max. Right. Yes, you uh, are. We love you. Max, uh, can we go to your quiz questions, which okay. apparently so, you've, um, so you've prepared. I have, I have a bit of a What year are we on here? I, I'd have to say well, nothing before this, 82. It's a fact. So, like, I was scrolling through a book and I found something quite interesting. Okay. So, the 1968 yeah. South African Grand Prix, which was held on the 1st of January. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 23 starters. Yeah. Only nine classified finished. Well, I'll tell you what, you, you say that, but I think you'll find if we, there was a Monaco Grand Prix, oh, was it in 96? Where there were, I, I'm saying 96. I'm just probably making that up. But I think we that there's been a Grand Prix where there's been fewer finishes than nine. Really? I think there was a Monaco Grand Prix. Are you checking that now? Tony? I'm having a look at I got it's I, about three. Well, I'm gonna say, what about would it be 96? Because I know that um, Olivier Panis won that, and it was a very surprised result. Yeah, Olivier Panis. Yeah, but how many victory? Yeah, but how many people seen. finished that race? I know it was. Austria last year, only 11 or 12 people finished. Okay. So yeah, saying? there were eight retirements. That was my first ever retirement. Can we check finishes for the 96 Monaco Grand Prix? Yeah. You check that. Matt, give us the first question. Okay. 
So, um, how many turbo cars finished in the first? Well, I've the always said yes and done. Yes and done his preparation again. Uh, I always say no questions about numbers. What's the question again? How many turbo? How many turbo cars finished in the top six at Monza in '83? In '83, well, the winner was. I can remember. Nelson, no, no, I can remember 83. I think it was all three of them, actually. It's a silly question. All three of the top six? Were turbos. Just three? Well, you said how many of the top three were turbos? No, I said how many of the top six. Okay, let's go for all six then. Oh, that is correct. Right, that's a, that was a terrible okay. question. Okay. Can we have some quality Who questions? Who replaced Derek Day, Daly at Williams in 83? 83. Well, 83 are drivers Rosberg and Daly, and then... Oh, must be Lafitte. Must be Jacques Lafitte. That is correct. Right, last question now. Okay. Who failed to qualify for both Monza and the European Grand Prix? At Brown Satch, which I was there, actually. Well, is, is this 83? Yes. Yeah, I was at the 83 um, European Grand Prix. Carry on. Who failed to finish? Uh, no, who, who finished... Who failed to qualify. Was, qualify, yeah. Who failed to qualify for the 83 European Grand Prix? Well, it's probably going to be something like Kenny Atchison and Aram, but I don't know. What's the answer? Uh, the same as uh, who replaced Derek uh, Daly, it is Jack... Jack Lafitte? I don't believe that. That is what the book says. Well, Jack Lafitte, he was in a Williams. And in the 83 European Grand Prix, Jonathan Palmer w was in a Williams. So I, I don't believe he didn't qualify. I, I, I'm surprised by that. We'll have to look into that. Joe, can you come back on... The 1996 Monaco Grand Prix. Number of finishes. Everyone that finished was on the podium. Right. Only three, three finishes. finishes. You're joking? Yep. Um, well, I mean, I wish I was, wow. for their sakes. But I can't... Every, everyone else had retired, crashed, suspension failure, engine failure, really? gearbox failure. They stop the race. Gerhard Berger. Some big yeah. names, you know. Uh, Jack Villeneuve. Eddie Irvine. I Mika think Hamman, it red flag. Damon Hill. But yeah, yeah. Um, well, they didn't all, they three all, finishes. They didn't all retire at the same time, obviously. But yeah. Uh, yeah. okay, so that I, I was—I think I did rather well to remember that. Um, so rather the, the fact that you gave us Max wasn't quite so amazing after all. Well, I thought it was just interesting. But again, that would have been when it was this book made? This would be made probably before '96, uh, which is fair enough. In fact, the, 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 okay, let's move on. Uh, we're moving on I've to back to the week. Back to the week. Let's move on quickly. So uh, we are doing. How quick yeah. are different types of scars down the straight? Right, the interesting, yes, interesting. So I've got here, and I, I'll let you have a go at ranking them. Yeah. I've got Formula 1, Formula 2, oh. Formula 3, right. IndyCar, and MotoGP. Oh, I put MotoGP 1. So we're going to go from the bottom first. Bottom first. The slowest is Formula 3. Ah, yeah, you'd expect that. And, and, and then it's Formula 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then from there... It is Formula One. Yeah, I'm going to say Formula One. It would be Formula One Indy MotoGP. Formula One, MotoGP, and IndyCar. What's the top speed for IndyCar? So, top speed for Formula One is 360 kilometers uh, an hour. We've got miles now. MotoGP is 362. Yeah. And IndyCar topping the charts of 380. I don't really work in commerce per hour, but yeah, yeah, okay. I thought MotoGP might have been top there. Excellent. Thank you for that. So, Formula One was where in the rankings? Third. 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 So they aren't the and fastest. And only beat only beat Formula One, and Formula Three, and Formula Two. Yeah, it's not fast in the straight line, but obviously around the circuit it would be much quicker than the others uh, with all the cornering. Ed, I think we're over to you. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm okay. Ready. So we we need to ask. Do you want to start off, Max? <laughs> um. Do you want me to? Are you still racing in Formula One? Good no. question. No. Retired Formula One driver. Um, second Is question. 
Well, I reckon that, that not many would have died, though. Because it's going to be from the 80s, 90s and onwards, and very few have died in, in that era. Good question, Max. Ask that one. Did you win a race? Yes. So it's a retired Formula 1 driver. Okay. We're going to go for our standard one. Are you European? Yes. So Okay. And did you race in the 80s or 90s? Yes. Okay. Oh, he raced in... So you raced in the 80s? Champions. Did you race in the 80s? Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. So, so we got six I've got seven. We've got seven. We've got seven. Did, Did you, you win, win the Drivers' Championship? Yes. Right. Okay. So it's a 1980s. Well, this is going to be easy. Alan I'm not asking the question yet. We're talking. Now we need to go by countries, I guess. Well, we've got Alan Pross. We've got Senna. Well, no, European. European. Oh, okay. Alan Pross. Okay. Are you French? No. We got Alan Pross. We got Keke Rosberg though. We, Have we not, we've done Keke Rosberg? I, I think we've had Nico Rosberg. Oh. So we've got Keke Rosberg. Okay, 80s World War World Champions. Forget Piquet, he's South American. We've got Rosberg, 82. He, he's in that. Uh, 83 was Piquet, forget him. 84 was Louder. Yeah, louder, 85 was Prost. See, my dead question 86 was Mansell. So it's going to be one of those four. Next question. Uh, how many Are got? you British? Are you British? Good question. Yes. Yes. Nice. Talking. Are you Nigel Mansell? It has to be. You've got to be. I am Nigel Mansell. Well done. Yeah. Well done. We got that with three questions to go. That's our best one yet. Um, this, weekend, this weekend, this uh, weekend, I think it's just Formula One, isn't it? I it haven't is. done my usual check. But Around Red Bull but, we, but we know the, the best track on the calendar. Yeah, the is. I can't say I'm excited about another race at the Red Bull Ring. You know, well, I think last week was a bit boring. Yeah, so we got we got same again. Um, let's therefore go to. What was the Mercedes It's boring. No, it's a great track. Max, can we have your prediction, please? These might be very samey. These. I think it's going to be samey, the same as last week for me. So what was that? I'm going Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Ed, what have you got? Um, I would go the same, yeah. but I'll go Bottas P3 instead. Oh, okay. So Verstappen, Ooh. Hamilton, Bottas. What have you got, Joe? I'm going Verstappen, Norris, Perez. Oh, interesting. Highest interesting. Right. Interesting. I'm going to go. Um, oh, gosh. I've got to go Verstappen because I can't see. I'm going to go Verstappen. But Daniel No, I'm going Verstappen, Perez, Norris, which I, I was always going to go for that. So slightly different. Here. I'm quite pleased with that. So that pretty much wraps up uh, this week's show. So what have we learned today? Well, Aston's very famous for dancing. The Dutch are very tall. There are only three finishes in Monaco 96. And Max needs fewer chips of Thought Park and more history lessons. Just a quick uh, postscript, uh, listeners. Uh, it turns out, as I suspected, that most of the Netherlands is five metres below sea level and not five kilometres. My apologies for that. This was an SJC Radio production, written and presented by Mr Bird, Joe, Ed and Max. The editor was Mr Bird and it was produced by Tom Russell. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the About page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well